Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like school districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice, curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poteaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, 
a teacher or someone who works at a school, or you're a community member, a volunteer or a staff member at an organization that supports people with special education plans, a coach, a tutor, or even a grandparent, you're in the right place. Sit back with an ice cold glass of lemonade, put on your walking shoes and grab some headphones, roll down the windows and cruise. Ready, set, go. Educate, advocate, collaborate. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I'm Ashley Barlow and I'm so happy you're here. Today we're gonna to turn the tables a little bit and we're going to talk about effective communication from the standpoint of the teacher. And I wanna talk about it in terms of three things that I think teachers could solicit in order to get good communication from families, which would also help to empower families and to help to build relationships between the school staff and the parents. So let's dive right in with the three different strategies that I think teachers can use. I'm going to suggest that teachers solicit at the beginning of the year, all about me books from parents. I also think it would be super helpful if teachers sent overviews on Fridays. I'm calling those Friday emails, which are really similar to the Sunday emails that I suggest that parents send. And finally, I think it would be super helpful if teachers would send comprehensive emails at the beginning of summer for every student that's on their caseload. Let's take a look at each particular strategy and dive in a little bit deeper. So the All About Me book. Lots of parents submit All About Me books at the beginning of each school year. An All About Me book will tell a little bit about a child's profile. It can talk about a child's team, you know, their babysitter and their parents and their siblings. Oftentimes, All About Me books also pro provide lots of information about a child's interests, activities that they might do. Hopefully, it really describes a child's profile very well. I always say to my parents when they get to that part, Tell me how your child's diagnosis affects your particular child. Tell me how does autism look in your child? How does Down syndrome look in your child? Because I don't care as much about the actual diagnosis. I care about what that diagnosis looks like in that particular child. And so are we looking at gross and fine motor delays? Are we looking at expressive language delay, but not necessarily a receptive language delay? What specifically does your child's profile look like? And the All About Me book might have that information. It also might talk about what the child's working on in private therapies or private tutoring or simply at home. It might say a little bit more about the home environment. Hopefully it includes lots of goals and other ideas from the family. What it does is it helps the schools to understand what the child is um, doing and what the child is experiencing from the parent standpoint. And then the school can take that information and specially curate instruction for the child that might really tender to the child's other goals and interests and experiences. I like the All About Me book because it helps the teachers to really hit the ground running. So yes, lots of parents tender these, but some parents don't which leaves schools kind of trying to figure out the puzzle, trying to figure out, okay, what's this child interested in? What's this child like? Where is this child living? What kind of home life does this child have? All of those questions. And when we get those All About Me books, so many of the questions are answered and you can really get going right at the beginning of the school year. So what would it be like if the teacher sent an email 
to the parents. Or if at the open house night, the teacher handed a paper copy of a template to the parents and said, hey, I really wanna to get to know your children. And I really want to use your children's interests and motivation strategies and address their particular profiles when I'm teaching them. And I know that we're a team and I really look forward to working with you as a teammate. And so what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to take an hour, fill this out, give me some pictures, give me some background on your child from your perspective. This is just kind of the lay stuff. Yeah, sure, we've got this IEP, but I wanna know the nitty gritty because I really want to know more about your family, more about your child. Can you bring it back to me? Oh my gosh, what would that do? That would make parents feel like you really, really, really care and that you're going to go the extra mile by making the child's experience in school that year really personal. And what we ultimately all want is for our children to be seen and understood and truly, truly loved. We know, parents, that you love your children. And teachers, I know that you love every student just as they're your own and that you really are trying to meet them where they are. If you were to solicit an All About Me book, what it would do is it would help the parents understand, yeah, I want that information. So I think that's a great thing to communicate right at the beginning of the year. If you're looking for a template, I'm going to put a template on my website sometime in January of 2021. It will come across as um, a group of forms that I'm going to try to put together for teachers that will help to solicit communication in order to affect better collaboration amongst IEP team members. The second strategy that I think is super helpful for teachers to use is to send Friday emails. Now, what, do I, what am I talking about when I talk about Friday emails? Well, this is just a quick little email that might talk about really specific things that have happened during the week, but it might also be just kind of a general overview that goes to each parent that's in a particular group. So if you work with small groups or if you work with the same children that are always together at the same time, you might even be able to save time and say, this week we in this group worked on these skills and we did these activities. And you might ask your child about this field trip that we took or the visitor that came or when the guidance counselor stopped by and something funny happened or when everybody went to the assembly and this happened. So you might just give an overview of what happened for the entire group. It also could be super helpful to give really specific information that wouldn't be on your progress reporting. So this is the kind of information that parents are craving to know about what happened at school. It helps to put that progress data basically into context. So you might give that week's review, but you also might include specific notes about progress. So you might say, oh, we took the map test on Friday, but the classroom was super duper hot and so nobody did very well. I'm gonna retest them in three weeks. Or you might say, um, you know, I assessed that speech goal, but there was a tag that was bothering him. And so the data isn't super good this week. Um, I think it probably had more to do with the tag than with any kind of regression. Or holy cow, this was a great week. We got 100% on our spelling test. That kind of information is super duper helpful and it helps to kind of tease out data. One thing that I notice a lot on progress monitoring is when it, there's no intervention line. 
So if you have upped the ante on a particular goal, if you've moved from first grade words to second grade words, the data will have this significant drop off. And parents will say, oh my gosh, they went from 80% to 5%. I don't know what happened. But the thing that happened hasn't been communicated. They're getting harder words. And so if you communicate that stuff when it happens in real time, it not only saves you the trouble of having to go back and figure out what exactly it was when you look at it retroactively, but it also helps you to collaborate with the families because ultimately we're all part of the same IEP team. So you can communicate those kind of notes about the progress reporting that's either coming with the email or will come whenever it is due. You can also then address specific concerns. You know, sometimes you don't want to write to a parent because you don't want to open a can of worms. You might want to say, hey, we've been noticing that the ticks are worse, or we've been noticing that um, they're, um, you know, only interested in playing ball on the playground, or reading fluency has just really dropped off. Are you noticing the same thing? But you're afraid that if you address that one particular concern, then you're going to open this whole can of worms and the parents are going to want a whole meeting and they're going to overreact and it's going to be awful. And sure, those kinds of things happen. But if you have these open lines of communication and parents know that they're going to get just a little blurb from you on Friday afternoons, then that kind of communication is expected and it's normal and we know it's happening and we say, oh, well, let's keep an eye on it. Thanks for telling me. I'll keep an eye on it at home too, and I'll let you know if I have any observations or any insight in addition to what you've shared. So it opens those lines of communication so that when you do have to express some kind of specific concern, it's not as big of a deal. And that can be a really, really effective tool. In addition to that, it might give you an opportunity to share those small successes that happen or hopefully big successes. You could also, um, share any social notes that have happened, of course, respecting the privacy of the other children in your room, any well wishes for the weekend. Hey, I heard you were going to the pumpkin patch and that's exciting. Have a great time. Pick me out a pumpkin or send me a picture. Something like that is always very helpful. There um, are lots and lots and lots of different things that you can communicate that could be super duper helpful. I love this Friday email. It sure would take a little bit of extra time, but I think it could be extremely helpful in making further communication more efficient, so it actually might save you time in the long run. The third strategy I wanna talk about is beginning of summer emails. Now, this is really similar to a Friday, only it's gonna be the biggest Friday of all. We're getting ready to have that three-month summer break, and it's exciting time. So in this email, what I would suggest is that you say, what a year it's been. And you really kind of get into detail on all of the goals and where you are on all of the goals. And then you can also talk about some summer planning. You know, maybe you have suggestions about how to work on goals in the summer in a way that feels less academic. Maybe you could suggest a couple of camps or other experiences that the child might like. Maybe you send home a packet of information that is specially tailored to that particular child and say, gosh, if you could work on these flashcards three times a week, it'll only take you five minutes, but I think it would significantly help. If you send that kind of stuff home, not only does it help the child, but it really helps the parents to feel engaged and like they are actually a contributing and important and meaningful member to the IEP team. 
which can go a really long way in keeping that relationship very solid and very positive for future communications amongst the IEP team itself. Now that happens regardless of whether or not you are going to be the child's teacher in coming years. It simply is a good relationship building and um, collaborative thing to do. So the beginning of school emails, yeah, sure. Those might take you, or pardon me, the beginning of summer emails, yeah, sure. They might take you a little bit more time, but I think it's a super duper helpful skill that will really help the parents to become a um, valued member of every IEP team. So those are three strategies that I think would be super helpful. It's just a little prelude into some content that's gonna drop in January of 2021 on the website. I hope that's super helpful. Thanks so much for tuning in.